Yeah, love me some Tom McDonald. Welcome everyone uh, to the Tory Says Show. Today is Friday, so I thought we'd start it up uh, with some really um, <laughs> uh, pumping music, I guess. For me, it's a little bit, you know, bittersweet. So great news. I'll be going to the federal Supreme Court with my case. Bad news is... You know, North Dakota just got legislation that makes their local representatives completely untouchable. So, you know, um, I just got the news and obviously the news published it too. And I just want to read to you um, what the quotes were um, before we get the show started. So Maris argued that the law requiring notice does not apply to compulsory counterclaims. The Supreme Court law applies due to the counterclaims request for money damages. So let me explain to you how the uh, North Dakota Supreme Court saved the attorney general's butt. Um, I had filed a counterclaim when he came at me with nothing, right? And just claims on his own with nothing. Gave my life a colonoscopy, so I counterclaimed in that lawsuit. Apparently, and this is verbatim, Maris had not complied with the state law that requires notice to be given to the Office of Management and Budget when filing a claim against the state or its employees. Um, the state was coming after me, so I counterclaimed. Um, uh, why do I have to give them notice? That's notice enough. So they just made it law that if the state comes after you, first you have to give notice to the Office of Management and Budget, make sure they got their notice, which usually times out on the time that you have to do a counterclaim. That's dangerous for that state. And then here's the funniest one. I was being asked for documentation or stuff, I don't know, that I didn't even have. So I failed to comply, listen, with discovery requests, which, by the way, I was not allowed discovery, nor was I allowed by the court to depose the attorney general. Go figure. Um, I, I had to comply with discovery requests. It was permissible because the request for information I didn't have in my possession or the AG already had. So I didn't comply with it because I didn't have them. And it was like, well, the Supreme Court cited case law establishing that the if the court orders, even if believed erroneous, must be followed. So it's like... So if it's wrong, okay, I don't have stuff, so I can't give it to you, but I have to give it to you even though I don't have stuff. I mean, how does that even make sense? So now, for me, I now go to federal Supreme Court, which is fine, right? But for the state of North Dakota, this is this is criminal. This is very dangerous for them. It it just goes to show just how far they go. So, um, so I just wanted to say that because that kind of just came like you know, right in front of me during a conversation with someone else today. And I was, you know, I was shocked. So anyway, moving along, today's topic, of course, is going to be discussing corruption. But what we have to do in order to understand election fraud, because I've been saying this, we've, we've had issues with our elections since the year 2000. They created the hanging chads thing. I've, I've said this before. We went through the whole Curtis thing, et cetera, et cetera. So I want us to discuss this. Because a lot of you saw, 
you know, yesterday when I showed you what they said in Arizona, what they're doing in Arizona. Oh my gosh, it's not going to change anything. Stop. Everything changes. It doesn't change what they did. So I think what better way to talk about this than to bring people that are boots on the ground and really working hard for the American people. Before we do that, um, I want to take you back in time. So we're going to travel back in time to 2016. And in 2016, uh, PBS had done this whole series about election fraud. And I want you guys to see this. Uh, it's quite fascinating. It's a three-minute clip. Just listen to what they said about election fraud then. The only online organization making political news, Lisa Desjardins takes a closer look at a new release that also targets Democrats. The videos are from a conservative group famous and infamous for undercover work. More on them in a minute, but let's start with the content. There are two videos and two allegations against Democrats. The first, that operatives for the left, especially this man, Scott Fovel, have sent people to Trump rallies to incite violence. To an undercover operative, Fovel says there's a script. It's a matter of showing up to want to get into the rally in a Planned Parenthood t-shirt, mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, Trump is a Nazi, you know, you can, you can message to draw them out mm -hmm. and draw them to punch you. Fovel is a Democratic consultant who recently worked with a group called Mobilize, hired by the Democratic Party in June. It's not clear when the video was recorded, but Fovel says he works directly with the party and the Clinton campaign. I answer to the head of special events for the DNC mm -hmm. and the head of the special events and political for the campaign. The Democratic National Committee flatly says Fovel was a subcontractor and denies supporting anything like what Fovel described. But what do we know from actual events on the campaign trail? Remember this? The clash of protesters, supporters, and police in March in Chicago. It led to Donald Trump canceling a rally. On the tape, another Democratic operative brings it up. So the Chicago protest, when they shut all that, that was us. None okay. of this is supposed to come back to us because we want it coming from people. We don't want it to come from the party. That's the first charge. And before we go to the second, a quick word about who's behind these videos. His name is James O'Keefe, a conservative whose group, Project Veritas Action, investigates left-leaning entities. He's been arrested and pled guilty for some undercover tactics in the past. O'Keefe insists his work is accurate, including the second charge in these videos about voter fraud. Scott Fovel seems to talk openly about bringing in people from one state to vote in another. He mentions creating paychecks and finding cars with in-state license plates. At one point, he stresses the need to avoid prosecution. But that's not what his boss says. Bob Kramer heads up Mobilize and contracted directly for the Democratic Party. In the video, he pushes so back at an idea to affect voting. Run this by our work. Okay. My fear is that someone would decide that this was a big Today, the head of the Democratic Party released a statement saying, we do not believe nor do we have any evidence to suggest that the activities alleged occurred. 
Clinton campaign also gave us a statement saying that those behind the video are known to be misleading, but that the campaign disavows the ideas and tactics in the video, calling them troubling even as a theory. One problem here is we do not have the raw footage from these tapes. We do not have the context for many of these words. We do know this. Scott Fovel has been fired from his job, and his boss, Bob Kramer, has ended his work on the election this year, saying he does not want to be a distraction. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Lisa Desjardins. How did that feel when PBS actually did some news, right? It's like they don't do news anymore. So now I'm going to take you further back in time. We're going to go to the election fraud in 2012. Oh, yeah. You forgot about that. So where is it? There it is. Is there any evidence of election fraud? Let's take a listen to what um, CNN had to say about that then. Okay. Here we go. It's quite fascinating and interesting. Based on the evidence I've seen, voter fraud is the cure for which there is no disease. I mean, th these laws uh, purport to stop voter fraud. But when you look at the number of cases of actual voter impersonation, people going to the polls, trying to fake their way into voting, non-citizens voting, the number is tiny, is infinitesimal. Now, it is true that uh, the United States Supreme Court, in a decision by the liberal John Paul Stevens, has said, Voter IDs, uh, picture IDs may be required by states. So the states are sometimes acting within their rights. But is there actual voter fraud? There doesn't seem to be much evidence that this is a serious problem. Doesn't seem like evidence. I mean, everyone's like, I haven't seen any evidence. I mean, what were all those videos? Why were they doing all those things? Right. It seems really bizarre. The media is completely obsolete. They hate that. And that's okay. We love that they hate that, right? Because we're going to hold them accountable. And as you know, there's a lot of people working really, really hard. They worked really, really hard to demoralize you because you're supposedly the underdog. You are supposedly the underdog. It was an intricate, intricate plan from using their electronics to creating the tangible evidence of their fraud, right? And there are a lot of people that are on the front lines right now working really, really hard. Uh, I know that a lot of you uh, that have been in the digging groups have been going through uh, some of the voter rolls with me to find all the dead people in Wisconsin and Arizona. So I want to again say thank you to the Arizona group uh, that helped us find all these you know, obituaries of people uh, that had voted at nursing homes, which was fascinating to see. And um, again, America thinks each and every one of you. So today I thought I'd bring someone that I simply adore. I get a lot of heat from a lot of you. You know, you guys don't say the same stuff. That's fine. Friends don't always have to say the same things all the time. And um this person's on the front lines fighting for every single one of us and has now started uh, with the audit in Arizona. So with no further ado, um, I want to introduce you guys once again to Patrick Byrne. Patrick, welcome to the Tory Says Show. Tori, so such an honor to be on with you and your 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 peeps again. Wonderful. I love I love when I get clips from you and when I have a chance to listen to you. Great to talk to you again.
Yeah, no, it is. Um, so first things first, before we get into the meat of this, right? Because I know how hard you guys are working. I, I, I talk to people on your team all the time. Um, I want you to run everyone through this, um, book. I mean, I had this book before it came out mm-hmm. on paper and I read through it and I was, and I could hear you saying it. I really hope that you audio record it. You know, it's funny. I did a, uh, I did I finished the recording a few weeks ago. I think we uploaded it about a week ago. So it, and when after it's, after it's uploaded, it takes about 20 or 30 days at the outside to move its way through all the piping. So you'll see it in another couple of weeks. It'll be offered. However, it is funny. Have you noticed when I released the book, it popped in 48 hours with no advertising. It popped to number 17 on Amazon. Then they started suppressing it and they just keep su- suppressing it. I mean, with no advertising, it went to number 17. And so then, and they, since then, they've made it difficult to find. They've done, uh, the, and the book is The Deep Rig. I, we haven't even mentioned the name. So about, since we're talking about it, The Deep Rig, it jumped to number 17 on Amazon in two days. And then they've been making it harder and harder to find and playing these games. But it's still up there, The Deep Rig. Yeah, and you know what's 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 incredible is first of all, I love the cover. Whoever designed it, totally love it because it was a deep rig. Um, but it's it's deep, the deep rig. How election fraud cost Donald J. Trump the White House by a man who did not vote for him, huh? And then in parentheses it says, or what to send, what to send friends who ask, why do you doubt the integrity of the 2020 election? So I I want you not to like, you know, give it all away. First of all, wait, I have to admit, since you did an audio audible, I'm definitely going to listen to it because, you know, Hunter Biden also released a book and it is the most atrocious thing, but it's actually an audible too. So did he record it? Um, I have to say, yeah. And it's like, so weird. Um, we're in the pro- well, I have the person listening to it. I actually was reading it. There's so much evidence that um, ties into you know what we already have about Hunter, which is incredible. It's almost like it's an admission, but um, you know you hear it in the person's voice. So uh, for all of you, if you know, um, uh, you know Amazon when you purchase the book, you can also get the Audible. So uh, what I like to do is when I get a book, if there's an Audible, I'll read the book, but then sometimes I'll listen to it in my car um, just to kind of go back on things and actually have the person in my ear reading it to me. Because sometimes when we read things, and I'm sure many of us do that, you reread things, you rehear things, and you see it with a second um, glance, you see more of what is there. So without giving away too much, tell people what to expect from your book. Well, the book lays out, I think, just by giving the narrative of how I got into this, what I learned about this even before the election, everything I was exposed to, and I was asked to get involved in this, and I did, and what the hackers were teaching me before the election, and then what they told me to predict. I mean, what they predicted would happen is exactly what happened on election night. And it happened in, anyway, so you know the argument that happened in the precise six cities that needed to happen in order to, through the the wondrous mechanics of the Electoral College, flip the nation. So to steal, turns out, Roy, did you know there's three, there are 3,006 exactly counties in America, 3,006. Of those, 
it turns out there's really six that if you just the, because of the place they are, say Clark County, Nevada, which has two thirds of Nevadans in it, and Maricopa County, Arizona, which has sixty-four percent of Arizonans in it. So that to, if there's just six counties that if you steal, you you can steal the three thousand and six nation county nation by really just cheating like crazy in six counties. And what do you know? What had happened? Those were the six counties where they shut down voting, counting, and all kinds of meshigas happened on on November third. All kinds of craziness. That's Yiddish. Uh, and uh, and I walked through how I learned it, and how we put it together. But that's and then I walked through the chronology though of working with with uh, Sydney, the great Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and his team. And really, how politics involved got involved because we had this solved. I, I would say by November tenth to fifteenth, we really had enough that we you, that you could win any legitimate. Well, with a little bit of help, we 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 knew anyway. We had it pretty well solved, uh, or let's say at least fifty percent solved. But that's when we got in meshing with Washington and trying to work with Washington and learning how horribly inept and sometimes corrupt Washington DC is. And that all just comes through. I'm not, it's not a big politi political treatise, but it just, I think shines through in the story as I tell it. Did you, Tori, you mentioned that you, do you get my humor? I think that most people, I make all kinds of little jokes in it. And I, I get myself laughing even when I pull the book out and read it now. But I have the feeling that only people who know me like you and who know my voice get some of the little jokes I'm making as I write. Okay, so there were a few times where um, I actually was at um, uh, a comedy, uh, uh, you know, Millie Weaver's house, right? And I right. actually was referring to that. I was laughing. I was like, this is so funny. Like he's throwing these little jabs with jokes that are incredible. And it's like, I could see it. I hope everybody else could because there's a lot of those. I mean, we were discussing, um, you know, your book. I had the first. Do I get you laughing out loud in the book? That's my greatest pleasure. Yes, yes, and and you know what? Sometimes when you read things, I read stuff that I write sometimes. But yours, you're funnier. I I think I come off, you know, snarky in comments. But your 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 book was actually a good way of bringing humor to something so dark um, <laughs> when it was when it was needed. You know, because it is actually kind of laughable too. Where we're at, isn't it? It's just. It's it's so, you know, what Napoleon said, one laughs at man, so one does not have to cry for him. Now that's where I am. Yeah, and people laugh when they're scared, too. I mean, that's basic psychology, right? That they laugh. Um, um, but sometimes humor is a lot easier uh, to be able to take in something so hard. I mean, they had this well-orchestrated, you know very well, you know, we had their plans from 2019 with... Um, you know, the AFL-CIO, they had targeted those states and they had already started everything. They had started payoffs and planting people and doing things. The machines, you know, it, it, it was so intricate yet so simple. And, you know, I, like I tell my audience, and I don't know, you may disagree, you know, the selected president was done so by the corporations. It wasn't the people. The people had no say whatsoever. And if there wasn't, if there was, if there were any question about that, one one has to read only that Time magazine article, which comes right out and says exactly that, does it not? Exactly. You know, I, I was actually no. It, it, 
does. <laughs> they came out to say neener, neener, neener. We got away with it. And um, I was kind of like, I can't believe that they had the, I mean, they had to brag, right? And it's like, damn it. We were there with all those documents. We knew it. And it's like, and they still got away with it, you know? It's kind of like everybody gets a free pass. But you know why they get a free pass? Because you know what we should have? Politicians, they should be walking around like NASCAR drivers with all their sponsors on their clothes. Right. Um, yeah, because then, then you'll know who's selected by who, right? So I want you to tell my audience your favorite part of the book. Well, I, it might be the chapter, I think it's chapter four, where I talk about what should have been done. And you and I... You and I talked about that and you helped me sharpen my thinking on it, Tori. But what comes out in chapter four in that book came out and, you know, it was helped. It was informed, let's say, by conversations I had with you, which is what should have been done, which we had figured out by November 10 or 12 or so. I don't know when I met you, but it, probably around that time that I had already gotten to the point where this election is an egg that is cannot be unscrambled. So there is no solution that rests on going forward with an invalid election. Now, what you do about that, you could do, you can do different things about that. And the way to get there would have been to take one small bite at the apple and say, let's go open the boxes. When they sold us these machines all over the country, they said, ah, there's always a paper ballot backup. There's always a box with the paper ballots and the worst comes to work. So clearly this is, we're at that moment. Let's hold them to the promise. Let's open it up. And you only had to do it in six counties for the reasons I just walked through. Going in six counties, you were the one who added to my thinking, get them, get it on live t live stream TV. Ha use a federal force and put it on live stream TV so people can watch them at home. Just recount six counties. And right. do their six. Say again? No, yeah, that's right. I'm like, yep, I'm nodding. I actually. You remember that those days we sat around hashing this out? Yeah, I do. And that would be, I think the people would want to see it. I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, kind of like, remember when we got together and we were like, Hey, we need to confiscate the modems, right? Because those reset themselves because that's how we can see because anything ever online, right? Patrick is hackable. I don't care what kind of, you know, it security leaves, you have. It leaves fingerprints. It leaves footsteps in the fog that can be tracked. Yeah. We have it, you know, that, uh, uh, well, I just wanted to give you some, a lot of credit in that before we go on. You help, And that was the right solution. And if they had done that, and if they had found no big deal, Trump could have conceded gracefully. But if they had found, and I had a scientist, I was working with some scientists who were giving me numbers like 300 to 800,000 uh, votes in each city, in each of those six counties that that we, we talked about over and over. And it's it's you know, in Vegas, you list them, Tori. Yeah, no, there's, there's tons of them. But for me, Maricopa County is going to be ideal. Um, yeah. I don't know if we've already gotten the machines to check them because I don't think they allow people to look at the uh, decryption software because that's where the problem is. Uh, you know, decryption software in there where they encrypt the ballot going in and then re-encrypt it and then they de-encrypt and they, they de-encrypt in there it's actually an instructional frog so that that's that's the point where we can find footprints but the thing is do we know the chain of custody of these machines can we trust it um you know when inspecting them because these people will stop at nothing i mean the associated press suddenly became the official authority to declare presidents 
so when that started to happen, it's that when, that's when it began seeming really surreal. You know, can I mention as long as we're talking about this, there's something that that uh, we've launched called Fund the Audit, and just so people know, I put my money where my yeah. mouth is. I put up half a million. It's going to take about four million dollars. I've put up half a million. Sydney Powell put up half a million. Uh, I think, and and uh, I think there may, but we go to fund the audit. Is it dot com or dot org? Fund the audit. Um, it's fundtheaudit.com. Hold on, let me share the page. So I donated to, I don't have millions. Oh, you, donated, you donated and you got in your viewer, your listeners came in with a nice big chunk of cash. So thanks to all your listeners. Yeah, thanks. yeah. No, we're, listen, we're all supposed to be fighting on the same front. Well, you know, you remember when Dr. Stein was doing the audit, how much it cost her millions of dollars, right? And um, she still couldn't even get through to it. So uh, it's quite interesting because I'm, I can't wait to see it being live, you know, so people can see it. Uh, I've got people from Arizona that are registered voters in Arizona waiting for you guys to, whenever you say it, they're coming, you know? Well, we've got, well, it's, it's starting up now and don't say you guys, I am keeping my distance from this because, well, in a way, I mean, you know, that how we we've been involved in creating, let's say the conditions for this, but we want this to be an audit that the public accepts. So everybody should know it's not, it's not like me or anyway, I'm having, these are some independent cyber people who are doing, who have all the certifications and doing you know certified audits and such. They're very legitimate people. Uh, so, and it's, it's arm's length from me. But anyway, we did, but I, I say we, we play a background role by doing things like, in this case, creating fund the audit. Uh, if you viewers, your listeners did a great job the other day, you did something, thank you. I think you may have been about the first money in. And, uh, and so anybody, this isn't going to overhead, this isn't going to anything. You put this money in and this is paying for people. This is quite... When this started off, we, we thought it could be done for about $200,000, $240,000. But then the it expanded and expanded and expanded. And then in terms of keeping you know, transparency, adding television crews and television broadcasting and things like that. So everything is getting filmed and the transfer of, of ballots, the transfer of machines. Now, as far as the machines and the ballots, everything is supposed to have been kept under lock and seal on pallets wrapped up in sheets of plastic with these seals on it. Uh, you know, the day, do you remember what happened? The day, two things happened the day that they, they it finally became clear the Senate subpoena was gonna be enforced. Remember what happened the next morning? Tell me. <laughs> A couple people were dumpster diving, went dumpster diving in the back of Maricopa County election offices and came up with bags of shredded, ballots that and they were when you could they were hard shredded but you could they were uh 2020 ballots that had been voted they were not blank so they were shredded so that got shredded and so that was one thing that happened and that night one of the members of the merrick you should look this up you're the, you're such a good researcher tory but you should look up the details on this because the but there was a member of the maricopa county election board who lives on a ranch outside of Phoenix. And that night there was a fire 
at his barn outside just outside of his barn and the fire got out of control and they had to call the fire trucks and then there's pictures of the fire trucks that came and for some reason there was a big fire outside his barn that night so how does that so weird conspiratorial how's that add up to you uh, I don't know, but Patrick, come on. You think I don't have eyes in Arizona? It's the same thing they did when they had that guy from the election commission in Louisiana. His house caught fire. Yeah. Uh, this was years ago because I've been talking about election fraud for like forever. I you know, know that story. And that's that? the thing. And it's like, it's the same thing. Things burn, you know. Well, that all over the world. There was some, but in, Pen in Pennsylvania, I think around Pittsburgh, that, that happens. Uh, there was a warehouse fire or something of ballots in 2020, but that happens all over the world as a last resort when people are challenging these election frauds. When they dig in and they get there, things start burning. Well, yeah, Ev everything. The whole world goes on fire. We had it in the Ukraine too when their elections were going on back in time. Uh, yeah, know, but they burn the ballots. When they really get caught, they burn the ballots. Yeah, and then what? And then you're just like, oh, so there's no evidence. So then we do a redo then. If you're burning ballots, you know, what is it? Coincidence? It's like that guy. Oh, what's his name? John Burke that does those. Have you ever seen him on YouTube? He does Bob Ross type video painting. No. Uh, oh, you know what? I should actually play a clip. And, and, and he says the word weird, you know, like when there's such a coincidence that you're just like, Th that's insane. Um, so fundtheaudit.com is where you guys can go. But before I get to, well, no, let's, let's, let's take a look at your um, America project. I want yeah. to see the project that you started because this is important when, when people are, uh, you know, going out there and they're doing um, so much. Um, the America project uh, tell everyone about it. Obviously, the America Project is also part of, uh, you know, funding this audit. But tell people yeah. about the America Project. The America Project is a new project I have launched with. So I've gotten involved in, and you saw the stuff that we were building out in back in back in the day, back in the fall. Well, a lot of that team has stayed together and is continuing, and we're doing things like. Um, uh, well, we're doing things like we've uh, not only creating fund the audit, but you know the role we've played in the background that is kept, uh, that is, say, the there probably wouldn't be a Maricopa County audit going on without the work of a bunch of people. Well, those people are all kind of, let's say, a, new, a loose network that has stayed together. So you should go check it out. The America Project will be doing this and many more things like this to fight the fight. Uh, basically, Sydney has her thing. She's doing like lawfare in her in the court cases. Uh, we're doing, and Mike Flynn's doing his thing. He's start. He has taken over America's future, which is a five hundred one c three ancient ancient one, one of the first in the country. And he's going to focus on uh, education and like education, getting people involved in election and election integrity and volunteering at your local board and stuff, but all that stuff that falls. And then Lynn, uh, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Lindell is doing his thing and he's filed a wonderful lawsuit. I'd love to talk to you about it's a, it's an important, that first amendment lawsuit is quite important. And I think that, and we'll talk about, but then there's all this stuff that sort of falls in the cracks. And let's say that's what I'm doing, the American Project. But not just myself. You met a bunch of my colleagues during those days. And there's some lawyers, some killer lawyers from who were working with Sydney and some other kinds of people. We've some real people who who know that who know Washington, DC, and we're we're keeping up our 
uh, and basically pro-freedom, pro-freedom activities. For people out there that don't, here's how I think of it. There's millions of people out there, it became clear to me, who want to help, but they don't have the time to be sort of under the hood like like I got in the last nine months. And you and I met deep under the hood, if you remember. Uh, we... Uh, the, the millions of people don't have opportunity to do that or time or whatever. This is a group of those political players, of those players who, as you know, as you're funding us, we're doing those things. And they are, they are making sure that money is, is going and the, those pro-freedom activities are con continuing, such as, for example, the Maricopa County audit and the evidence, the gathering of evidence and the putting together of of arguments and such, and other things that got the Senate to the point of willing to be able to do that. And then even convincing the senators that this is the right thing to do and such. That all, that all kind of came out of, if that wasn't us, that was, let's say, people that we were teaching and helping and, and pulling information together for. Well, you, you can probably explain better than I did how that came about. You're so clued in. No, no, you're doing, I mean, listen, guys, Patrick has, left his company and he's been fighting for this country and there's a lot of things that he's done for this country that he can't talk about that I know about um you know to help without asking for thank yous um I can tell you that my audience they are really go-getters and boots on the ground there is not a day that doesn't go by where I get messages from people that were under the hood with us that they're like, holy crap, my cousin listened to you and they ran for this local office because I keep telling people, you want change? Go out. You don't even know who your city council members are. Go there because the buck stops at the bottom. So if you start from the bottom and build up, that's it. And so, um, you know, my listeners, throughout all these years that we've been on the radio, it's revisiting history, seeing the same mistakes being repeated as if, you know, the outcome's going to change and allowing it to perpetuate. I mean, it's, it's, it's at this point where, you know, people don't know which way is up and which way is down uh, because we don't know where to trust, how to do things. I mean, you can't trust the court systems. You can't trust the federal government. I mean, people, uh, you know, people are being rolled up for the January 6th thing, right? And put into isolation. We have people like Senator Warren, right? So we have fake Ahantis saying, you know, it's wrong to, to stick them into isolation. So they crack. Those aren't, you know, proper procedures get the chick that was rolled up with supposedly Pelosi, Pelosi's laptop that she was going to sell to Russians was out on bail within days. The guy that filmed the third shooting in a row at a protest, you know, that's definitely Antifa, uh, got off, you know, and, and he's out on bail yet. We have anyone that may be related to, or may have been, you know, like the Trump appointee of Freddie. Right. He was he was stuck in, in jail. I think now he's out. Right. But he was in there in isolation for like forever because they think he might have been there. It's the most insane stuff. And then I don't know if you saw <laughs> Laura Ingram. I'll get that. <laughs> Hold on. I really have to find that video. OK, um, so Laura Ingram interviewed this guy from New York. Right. Who supposedly. Um, now, be careful what you say. Do you know Laura Ingram's the first girl I ever asked out? seriously no she th this was hilarious i think she was laughing too okay, okay go ahead okay um so a guy was um approached by the fbi for january 6th 
I, I showed it to my audience and it was like the funniest thing I had ever seen. Why? Because there is no way looking at that guy that even matched the description. Like you could see the dude and he'd be like, yeah, that's definitely not him. Right. Because the person in the video that they're looking for is like super tiny, almost looks like a girl. Right. And this guy's a big guy. It's like someone saying that, you know, Chanel Ryan is dressed up in black and a hoodie and that it was me. And it's like, I don't care how many layers she put on. She's not going to look my size. Right. And so it was the, it was, it was so hilarious. I'm going to, I'm going to look for that video, but I did promise to introduce you to John Burke. So I'm going to just, um, share that with my, um, audience too. Um, because he's funny. Why not? He's, 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 this is how to paint like a hypocrite. Okay. Just listen to this guy just a few minutes and I'll find that Ingram thing. Here we go. Let's, uh, I'd like to welcome you back to a, another episode of how to paint like a, a hypocritical leader, AKA Democrat. If this is your first time joining us. I'd like to welcome you to pull up a chair and take off that mask. Cause a damn thing doesn't do anything anyway, but we're going to keep believing it does because the MSN tells us to, and we're sheep living in fear for our lives, and we don't really have the ability to think for ourselves. Bah. So I want to give a big shout out to Big Daddy Unlimited. So for 99 cents for your initial sign up and $10 a month after that, you get access to amazing ammunition, <laughs> firearms, great things out there. You know, everything that Democrats cringe when they hear about. Uh, you know, stuff that liberal men probably don't want to really touch, but those liberal feminists are all about doing. They're shaved heads and hairy armpits and out there hiking in the wilderness and masturbating with cans of tomato soup and screaming at the sky and trying to say how much they hate men but want to be like men and you know you know how it goes so click that code down below and code burke is going to save you some money off of that a big thank you to them so let's get started so as you can see i got a, a brand new painty thingy i forget what these things are called i like to call them a, a bad girl smacker when she's bad i like to give her a little pop but uh I kind of upgraded. Uh, I went a little bit bigger because bigger is better. I don't care what she says. She always wants bigger for men that are smaller. They make pills for it. I'm sure Big Daddy Unlimited might be able to point you in the right direction as well. Subtle plug. So essentially, I, I kind of got more bang for my buck. Almost as if I, I spent less money and got more for it. Kind of like the idea of over 5 million people leaving California to get the hell out of there because the government keeps taking all their money to raise taxes and pay for all those homeless people shitting all over business doorsteps. Makes perfect sense to me. Not really, because I'm not from California and I'm not stupid. So we're going to go ahead and start with our, our Gavin Newsom blue here. There we go. Look at all that blue. So much blue. So before we get started, we've covered our entire canvas in some, uh, some liquid white privilege. So we always want to make sure that we always start with a base coat of that liquid white privilege because everything wants to go on top of that whiteness. It's always the whiteness base that seems to support everything out there. So let's go ahead and get started with this. Now, according to how we're going to paint today, we're, we're going to take a little, little, we're going to pull a little sneaky, sneaky on you. So I'm going to tell you that I'm, I'm going to use my one inch phallic brush, but I'm really going to use my two because you're going to use the one. I'm going to use the two because that's how blue likes to operate. So we're just going to, Smear it around there, get all that blue all over the place there. And it really doesn't serve much purpose with all that blue, which is kind of taking up space and taxing the shit out of everybody and making people's lives miserable. And so let's get started. We got some Gavin Newsom blue. 
We're just going to go ahead and get started. Put a nice little base coat of blue across all this white privilege. Again, much like how Democrats love using the white people to blame all their problems on. Meanwhile, it's the white people supporting all the fiscal issues they bring upon themselves. It's just how it always seems to work. Of course, as you know, if we didn't have identity politics, well then we just wouldn't have any politics now, would we? This blue kind of reminds me of you got Gavin Newsom out there enforcing the most strictest lockdowns and regulations in California, and yet he's out there dining in restaurants, doing whatever the hell he wants to do, while hundreds of thousands of businesses under his leadership go tits up because they can't afford anything because he shut them down, but he's out there having dinner wherever he wants to go. <laughs> That's just a beautiful style of leadership. Where did we see that one before? Oh, yeah. I think it had something to do with a third and a Reich. I forget. I'm sure we'll remember later. If you'd like to buy a raffle ticket to purchase this one-of-a-kind, authentic John Ross, and it'll be signed, you can click that little linky link down below in the, the description there, and you can sign up to get your one. So the next color we're going to use for our foundation is some Steve Adler Green. We're just going to... We're going to switch brushes here. We're going to go to our, our one inch, but you're going to use your two because you're going to do as I say, not as I do. And we're just going to mix some of that green around there. And there we go. Nice, nice and green. Look at all that blue trying to get all that green. Just taking all that green away from all the people. Ah, oh, it's poetic. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to form our foundation of green here. Oh, it's a beautiful little green. We've got old Steve Adler, mayor of Austin calling for lockdowns again and telling people what they can and can't do, what businesses can and can't open, saying there's going to be another curfew coming around right before New Year's. And, and meanwhile, he's out there in Cabo celebrating it up, probably running on the beach with some bikini-clad little Mexican senoritas and having some fun out there in the sands and the white, white sandy beaches. No, I mean, a lot of people could be pretty pissed off about this, to be honest with you, but... Again, just kind of like with California, they turned Austin blue or weird, and this is what you get. So there's kind of a, some phrases that I learned when I was on leave in Mexico that kind of describe people like Adler and Newsom and a lot of them. One I love of them this. was El Hipocrito. That's Spanish for you're a fucking hypocrite. So next. Okay, who loves him? I love him. I give, I want... I can watch him all day, all night. I'm still looking for this Laura Ingram clip. Like it's like disappeared. Is it because we mocked it and said it was ridiculous? Uh, it showed the FBI basically trying to nab someone for the placing of the bombs, you know, the pipe bombs. And the image is like this really small person, right? It's like Chanel Ryan size, right? And then the guy's like, you know, big and older there's no way in <laughs> there's no way it could be him but they rolled up to his house in new york when he wasn't even there to say hey you did this so another thing i wanted to bring up and i wanted to ask you is now that you guys have been doing all this i've just seen a pattern and i mean you don't have to answer the question but i've noticed that a lot of people are now getting audited by the irs um a lot of people that were really big um voices so like um it, you know like alex jones and roger stone they're all getting audited um 
do you see that as a way of them weaponizing people to shut up? Like, how would you interpret that? Well, I would say, yeah, I think that the deep state is going to take, uh, is going to take its vengeance, is going to, you know, this is a, this is a all civil, all society coup. They're they're going to take, look at what they did when they, you know, under, when they did eight years ago, the the IRS scandal. They, they these folks are weaponizing the agencies of the government against the people. Is what's going on, right. and they will weaponize them first against those who speak out the most, like us. I'm surprised you're not. And I'm surprised you and I aren't meeting in a FEMA camp already. Uh yeah, no, not yet. Um, you know, I've, I I think that, you know, they're they're waiting and watching. That's why, you know, I do everything out in the open. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll see each other at some point. Then. God forbid. I wanted to to say something. Someone had uh, mentioned this, and I thought it was incredible. Uh, a listener of mine, Brian, this is um, from a couple days back, said, we need Patrick Byrne back at Overstock and use its already existing strength to compete with Amazon. Oh, and Patrick built a kick-ass subsidiary called T-Zero for Overstock, all blockchain. I mean, have you ever thought you're doing all this and putting in that structure, but you have you ever thought of, you know, dang, you have the infrastructure to take a big chunk of the corporations. I, I'm just saying with your well, blockchain. I was 20 years trying to convince people of that. And a year and a half ago, I left in order to fight this fight because it was a publicly traded company. I figured there was a pretty good chance that it would be destroyed if I stayed there and fought this fight, especially when I learned that the SEC, there was an SEC investigation launched into me. And I discovered that at the top of the chain of command, it was the wife of Peter Strzok. And I thought, well, given that set of conditions, I I have a duty to leave the company. However, I you know for twenty years I've wondered why the people who were didn't understand that there was a very good alternative to Amazon for all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but no, I listen. I left it because I had to leave it and to to take. I knew a year and a half ago that I was in the middle of something that I sort of had a duty to to uh, sink my teeth into. Yeah, I'm just thinking the 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 tech you invented would be quite um, quite great to be applied in kind of taking the uh, taking away the power from the corporations, and that's something that I tell people. Everyone wants to talk about boycotts, right? But I'm like, what are you going to do if you boycott everyone? Like woke Coca Cola, woke all the airlines, woke everyone's so woke these days. It's like insane. Like yesterday, I found out that the uh, you know fact checkers fact check that Burger King is now asking for ID so you can sit down and eat. And so they so listen to this. They said they said, and I. <laughs> It's true, but only in Canada. So in Burger King in Canada can ask people for address verification in order to sit down and eat to prove that they all live in the same house. But Burger King thinks that voter ID, which is pretty much to prove where you live, um, is racist. So right. I guess we're the only ones that can be racist. The Canadians can't. It's right. It's ridiculous. It's, a, it's an insult to our intelligence. We all know why they don't want voter ID laws, just like we know why they're fighting 
and have been fighting teeth, toes, and fingernails against an audit in Maricopa County or in Fulton County, Georgia. You know, the same people who sold us these machines promising, ah, there's always, if you ever, you have total transparency, if you ever, there's always a paper ballot backup as a failsafe. These have been, these guys have been fighting us since November 4th, you know, Mark Elias of the Democratic Party uh, just got his law firm, just flew out there. He, he's the one, you know, the, the, the maestro of this election for our stuff. He's flown out there, I think I heard, with 70 lawyers. And they're having an, a, a temporary restraining order argument in front of a judge this morning where he, the Democrats are trying to get the judge to shut down the Senate's and this has already been uh, litigated, I think, at a federal level uh, that somebody, a judge did look at the Senate uh, subpoena for an audit and and has upheld their right to to do so and has done so twice, I believe, to the to the county election officials. So now this Democrat, Mark Eli lawyer, Mark Elias, who was the organizer of all the law legal changes around the country last year that let the election fraud happen the loosen the he has flown out there with dozens of lawyers and he is it's 11 a.m gee it's going on right now 11 a.m phoenix time uh uh there is a hearing and they're going for a temporary restraining order to shut down the the audit now you know i don't think you've got to be freud to unearth what the real hidden motives are here there's so it's all the same reason that they're trying to shut us down that they cannot stand scrutiny and transparency because they're guilty. Yeah, they're totally guilty. And the thing is, what they're terrified of is what you said, which was the best thing, thank goodness, at least that went through, that you need to live stream it because they're going to be foaming at the mouth. First of all, everybody's going to be watching it right? Where they can live stream and watch people count the ballots and have that. I'm going to tell you that is going to be one of the most censored things to share. So I hope you guys have a website where people could just get in and watch it um, because they will censor. Oh, great point. Great you know, idea. No, I'm just saying they will censor it. So you need to the America project. Go to fund the audit. Shoot. We'll and you know up. what? That yeah. would actually help. I mean, I would pay a dollar to watch to have unlimited access to watch the stream. That could also help, you know, fund it too. Um, I'm just saying that would be easy because they're gonna ban it off of uh, Facebook, Twitter, even Twitch and DLive. I'm pretty sure you're not gonna be allowed to 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 stream it. They don't want um, you know, to let anyone see this. They don't want people to be glued to their screens. So, you know, we can make a quick app on the Android so people can pull it up. Uh, you know, you can make a quick website that will be linked to that app. I'll probably talk to your guys anyway. I mean, we could probably do it ourselves, right? Like super simple. And then just a live stream where people can see the live feed. Everyone will be watching. It'll be on everyone's, you know, tab so they can check in and watch. People would pay to watch it. And I think, um, that's that's the one thing that the media fears that if you know you decide to broadcast this they will lose their mind so um if it's live streamed so people can also watch the people do things so they could see if someone sneaks anything or anything right because that's what everyone's going to be looking for um 
they're still going to be watching. And if there's a way that we can have like, you know, live tallies going on or like bunk ones or not this or up for review, like tallies at the bottom, it'll be one of the biggest, most watched events ever. You'll have over 120 million people watching it. And that's $1 to every 120 million people. That's a lot. That's a lot of, you well, know, that's, that's of, money. That's money. That's like $1. Yeah. That's $1. Yeah. I've put in, yeah, I, I've, I've put in 4 million bucks so far and that's a hefty sum to me, but it's, I don't, ha I'm going to need help from the public. I mean, so I'm eating my own cooking. I'm committed, but I'm going to need millions from the public or we're going to need millions from the public, but you can be sure the American project, this is what we're doing and the kinds of things we will be doing going forward is these kinds of activities. So uh, it's, so it's, it is great of you to talk about this so much, Tori. And I know you've been really uh, looking over our shoulder in Phoenix. That So fund the audit is is a way to put, you know, we know that there are millions of people who want to help and don't know how to help. It's, it's this and other things like this that we are doing. Yeah, but if you tell people that they'll have, you know, access to the feed with live tallies, I mean, dude, if yeah. you need someone to live tally, I'll come down there on my own dime and sit there. Well, 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 what about? I'm just saying to put the numbers in so people can see it. Um, I wouldn't be able, I'm telling you, there is no way anyone will be able to stream this. Maybe on Rumble, but that'll just make, you know, that'll just be one place and people don't know that. You want it wide access to the world. Right. So you want international people because, you know, every news organization is going to pay one dollar to watch it. So even if you put it at just a simple dollar. Right. Yeah, Think of it, how many hundreds it, of millions will pay for that access. Once you start charging money, it just makes it so complicated. I'd rather just put up a link and say, hey, if you like the show, chip in. If you go to fund the, if you go to fund the audit, it's a really simple, clean page. That people Patrick, can it's expensive to house that stream because once you get, you know, 100,000 people watching it, it's going to crash. You know that. That's yeah. why I'm saying you'll be able to fund the server to carry it because you'll need at least one or two petabytes. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. You know, it's not just counting the hand count of the audits. This includes all the the uh, the stuff that you know the the looking at the physical paper, seeing if any of the paper has been it. I know. Could you imagine being at home or in your car and just opening it up because you paid a dollar and you have access to the website now and you can watch the machines, you know, with the camera watching it, the people counting, the paper, everyone's going to want to be on top of it. Someone just in your chat column, someone just said, so Arizona Press is losing their shit about uh, who is funding this audit. Well, how can they object? If you have millions of, you know, uh, de defending the Republic put up half a million, I put up half a million. I think I've I'm not, I don't want to speak for anyone else, but we may have another half million coming in. But really, we, this is going to be largely funded by the public. And that also kind of washes it. Yeah, I had to put in the startup money. Sydney put in startup money to get the thing, to get the troops on the ground and the things to a certain point. But, uh, you know, how doesn't it sanitize it if the public is coming in and then lots of small donations paying for this? Who, you know, doesn't that, to the extent that happens, it answers that question of the Arizona of you know the Arizona detractors who are against this. And how interesting! What do you make of Mark Elias showing up with seventy lawyers trying to put the kibosh on this this morning, Dory? Oh my seven God! I, 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 yeah, but that's expected. 
you know, it's kind of like, you know, the, the, they're, they're, they're coming in one grandstanding two, uh, to intimidate, you know, they're intimidating and they're trying everything they can. And look, I'm no stranger to corrupt courts. Okay. Um, you know, I've been maimed and you know, whatever, but for, for their actions, you have to think for your movement and for your activities and what we're doing for the audit is for the people. What they're doing is not to harm, you know, you or other people. It's to harm the people in general, because that creates, you know, case law and case law is, is a problem. So just them attempting it is, is, is an insult to our constitution and our rights in the first place. Like why would they challenge what the Senate says? But you, you know what they're going to do, and this is, and I see in your comments, somebody's just mentioned this. Uh, what we have to worry about is Antifa. These people are already trying to intimidate the volunteers. We've had hundreds of volunteers. Uh, you know, th this project is taking a lot of volunteers who are going to be sitting there and looking. And there's credible retired law enforcement, retired vets, and these kinds of people so, that involved. So it's going to have a lot of credibility. But we're hearing stuff about. Antifa sending out the word and the goons are starting to drift towards Phoenix, but they're going to try to bring physical disruption to this, to a legal process mandated by the Senate. Well, Patrick, you know, a lot of people, except for the machine parts where they're being investigated, right? The machines. But when we're counting the ballots and inspecting them, you know, it doesn't really, we don't really care what the background is of the person doing the counting or they're looking because if they're live on camera, you could see what they're doing, right? Yeah. Um, you could see what they're doing. So when it's live, nobody cares who the volunteer is or who's doing it because I can see them doing it. You know, it's not like, you know, they did it in secret and came out with a report. It's like, here, everybody, look at all the, look at this big table with all these people nicely social distancing apart, counting all these things. Here we go. And there it is. And everybody can see it. You put the cameras up and there's no questions. There's no if, ands, or but. It's going to, it's not going to be like the ones where we were watching them fill in the ballots. It's checking. Are we testing to see the QR codes? Are we looking at barcodes? Are we looking at paper consistency because those are recipes too. ink recipes i mean i'm pretty sure there's a lot of people retired from kodak that can help with that right yeah i was talking to it in the process and on Jan on new year's day i was with some federally certified forensic document examiners and they were teaching me what they were what they looked at and it's even right down to the reflectivity of the ink and i was with them in the when they were examining a set of ballots from georgia that had been pilfered from one warehouse and there were three different ballots and two of them matched. When looked at the kind of factors you're talking about, the reflectivity of the ink, the type of the paper, all kinds of you know, microscopic details, but one of them was not like the others. And which would indicate, counties would typically single source a printer to print their ballots, but there were, these were printed in two different print shops, which is the professional opinion of two, uh, two forensic examiners. But they taught me, I mean, they, they walked me through some of the tests you're talking about. It's quite interesting. They can, so that, those, those tests are the kinds of things, I believe, that are being performed uh, or will be performed in Maricopa, as well as inspection of the machines, imaging the, uh, the hard drives. Uh, now, I don't know because I've actually, I'm at arm's length. I've not been involved in this or involved in the details. I just sort of have known the right people and have tried to create the sustenance and environment that would make good things come about. Uh, and so I've stayed away from the details, but I, I believe that everything like that is being examined. 
Yeah, I'm 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 of the point, you know, because there's a lot of Kodak retirees that have spoken on this and there have been discussions how the recipes for ink come in batches too. So when you contract with one company, they have a specific recipe and the reflectivity, of course, like I said, and there's other things of how they go through what printer and what press. It's like identifying this is how you can trace, you know, this is how it's going to be about the bamboo. They're going to be looking for bamboo. Because we don't use bamboo in our paper, but the Chinese do. And if there's bamboo in the paper, that stuff was printed in China. <laughs> well, it could, it, yeah, bamboo is one, but every paper has a different recipe too. That's why true. Weights and wood splints, there's uh, specific batches. So that'll be quite interesting because it's going to be a thorough audit. And, and that's why, again, I'm just going to say it. If this is live streamed, I would completely urge, you know, I would totally be game because it's going to cost a lot of money. Right. And people are donating. I know I donate. I didn't put so many zeros in front of a five like you did. I only gave like 500 bucks. No, but I saw your 500 bucks and your listeners right. gave over 10,000 just like that. So thank you. Right. right. So I'm just saying, like, this is, um, you know, w this is one way, but you putting it live, you can actually fund all the costs as well, you know, and then have some left over for the America project to do things. Because like I said, $1, no one's going to think about it. I would pay $1. So you have to think globally, people will be accessing this. Okay. For you, Tori, I will look into, yes. I will look into having $1 buy you. How long should it buy you? 10 minutes? No, or you should give them full access. That $1 with their, through that device or, you know, uh, email sign up. $1 simple. Yeah. Because you could be like, if you, if you want to watch this live and not just get like reports later, you can uh, pay $1 and have access to live tallying and information, or you can actually donate as well. You know, you can tell them at least $1. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. Thank you for your your wonderful yeah. business ideas. Are always are always super creative. I so I'll I'll look into that. See if we can do it. I can't wait. Tell me more. Tell me tell me how you guys are organizing this now because I saw the trucks being filmed. So I'm excited. Walk me we through. We have film crews that are filming all the steps, so no one can ever challenge, you know, any of the legitimacy or seals or chain of custody of anything. Uh, it's all being filmed. Uh, beyond that, and you know, a stadium has been leased, and volunteers have been recruited. More people are welcome. There's still, believe it or not, I had a message yesterday. More are still needed in Arizona. So, uh, what is uh, the name of the place? I should tell you the name of the the, the the link where if you want to volunteer. Do you know the link? You probably know it, Tori. No, I don't have it with me. Can you? Why? find it. I'll look, I'll get it back to you in a few minutes. I've got someone here. Yeah, to be sure. that's perfect. That's perfect. I don't have that link, but, um, I know that I have a lot of listeners from Arizona. If you're a registered voter, a voter, you can volunteer. I'll see. Um, because while they're doing this audit, it's actually Easter for me, you know, as Greeks do it late, always, we're always late. Um, so next week is Holy week for me, but, um, I was actually thinking of just moseying on over to Arizona and kind of just, um, uh, checking out what's going on up close while this is going. And I know that I have a lot of registered voters. They actually helped Patrick comb through um, voter logs. And we found, you know, a couple thousand dead people that were voted for. Oh, really? Was, yeah, with obituaries and everything. 
Funny. Yeah, I know I know that there's been like a grassroots effort on the ground in Arizona, unlike anything we've ever seen. 1,500 people or so, people knocking on doors, all kinds of uh, uh, grassroots help. So thanks to your listeners. Hey, by the way, it's been slipped, or I, I got this out of your chat uh, stream. It's actually already live. It's azaudit.org. And you will see it is set up with nine cameras that are ready to go live. Oh, that are live. Azaudit.org. Az as in Arizona. A.org. Okay. Let me share that page then. Let me get in there. Azaudit.org. I think what's going on right now is training. You will have something, so we can't, and I've been thinking about this, because of transparency, we can't charge people for this. Yeah, um, true, too. Click on, when you see nine black squares, they have a little play button. Click on any of those, and you will see, it will turn to an image, and you can see what's going on inside the stadium. Yeah, you see nice. it. Nice. Let me click. Let's yeah. talk about them. This, so, is, this looks like my computer. This is literally how I work. This is how I work. Wow. Guys, can you see this? How many how many people are going to be watching this? Wow, this must be costing you a fortune to have this up. It it is uh it is caught I mean, this is the kind of thing you're doing. In fact, I, let me can I throw something out? Go yeah. to you can te text the uh to USA to the following number 84576. If you text just USA to 845 Seven six, you'll be in touch with us, be able to give support. Yeah, this is the kind of thing we're doing, and as you know, I have been doing behind the scenes. Or it's kind of funny. You, you, you know what's like. You see this. You, you know, Tor, you've been, you were such an insider through this whole fight. You saw what we were doing, and it's kind of really the stuff we were working on is the stuff that the public hears about two months later. There's like this two months lag. So these are the kind of activities. And if your viewers, you know, again, millions of people I know want to help and they just say, I don't have time. I don't have, I don't know who to help or who to call or whatever you can. Uh, and I'm not doing this to make a buck myself. This is, you can just go to americaproject.com, sign up for our newsletter. You'll be able to follow our activities or uh, people can just text the, the letters USA to 84576 and give your support you will be funding these kinds of activities, but we're doing it on a volunteer basis. And like I say, I mean, we're all about pro-freedom and you know me and your, my background. And for, for so many people, they don't, I can, I, I feel for them. I, because I hear this from people in, in, in texts and, uh, and emails, how they want to help, but how do you even, they have it so fragmented. They don't know how, Nobody knows how to help. That's the genius of this plan. They have it so fragmented and atomized. And you know, I released some numbers recently. We did a poll that showed 51% of adults polled believe that fraud was significant or very significant in Biden's victory. And that was a sample that skewed left. If you normalize it to the American people, it looks like 64% of adults believe that the fraud was significant or very significant for Joe, Joe Biden's victory. So, but how do they, I mean, they've taken by taking away our social media, taking away our, our ways of communicating and just feeding us this crazy gaslighting mainstream media narrative. They've really created a, that's why it seems so surreal to people. Well, this is how you can fight back. It's, 
uh, you know, people, this is, in my view, a very intelligent organization of some very intelligent people that came, that I picked out, out of the stream I worked with, uh, that is doing really intelligent things. When the full story of Maricopa County audit is known, maybe people will see. So we don't want to claim credit for anything, but we've we fertilize the soil and make sure the right things happen and the right things get figured out and such. But it's it's a uh, but we will send information to our volunteers. So if you want to know what's going on, sort of at the leading edge of the the tip of the spear, you you want to you want to sign up and be a supporter of the America Project, and you will be involved. Your money will be going to fund things like this, and I'll make this. I think I will pick up the full org costs of this organization for this for this year i expect that let's say two million dollars i think to get just the or the administ the organization stood up not the activities something like this is an activity but just the organization is about going to be another two million dollars this year i'll commit publicly to fund that so every dollar that comes in can be going to, you can know that every dollar that comes in this year is going to this kind of stuff, up to the first $2 million, let's say, of, of expense. Uh, okay, so I, I'll make that commitment. This is the first time I've said that publicly, but I'm doing it on, on your show, the Tory Says Show. I'll, I'll pick up the $2 million of it operating expense of this organization, so every dollar you put in will be going towards this kind of activity, getting something like this done. That's that's incredible. I I, I mean... I, I've told you this. You're just incredible. And what you've done for your nation is incredible. Questions, though, um, that uh, listeners have. Is the AmericaProject.com linked to the Republican Party? No. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. no. <laughs> I see, I wanted your reaction. That's why I asked. Because rather than me say no, I wanted to hear you say, oh, what? No. Um, I wouldn't give a dollar. I said in my book. In the last chapter of my book, I give a whole bunch of recommendations, and one is do not give a dollar to the Republican Party. Uh, I, I'd love it if you gave it to to the America Project instead. You will be doing some good for the world. The Republican Party is a bunch of corrupt uh, at the higher levels. I mean, I met some impressive people, but for the most part, I was so disappointed in my experience. A bunch of uh, phonies and dilettantes and grifters and socialites. Nobody right. Nobody gives a shit. No, none of them give a, gave a shit. Let me tell you. No, they just wanted a title and the tiara. They wanted to be the hero and they didn't have the hero goods. It was like, you want to be Captain America, but you've got no shield. You know, go away. I, I know. They were, they, they wanted to play gatekeeper too. So that was a big problem too, you know, because I know best. It's It sucks. In times of turmoil, we should have ears for everything. But oh, yeah, for new ideas as well. Well, you know, it's always outside the box, right? You know that better than anyone. You took e-commerce and tipped it on its head. So yeah, you know how it is. Yeah, no, you know how it is. I have, um, okay, so I wanted to, yeah, I know everyone's like, you need to talk to him about Kansas, um, but so we can have that fun discussion. But another question, so when the audit is happening, there'll be closer up cameras showing them counting and stuff, right? Yeah, they'll be showing anything they need to show to guarantee the public has a transparent, we want people to have transparency, a transparent view of this. So they'll be showing whatever they, they what the cameras will be moved once there's actual activity. What's going on today is the, uh, the registration and look at the colored shirts. I'm sure each colored shirt represents a different job. And 
there's training of people and that's the kind of stuff that's going on right now before just the, the first organization they you know they only have i think about two or three weeks to get this done don't they um, they have it yeah so it's going to be some like 100 150 people working night and day practically to get this done but they're just getting it off the ground today yeah, so this is this is going to be exciting. Um, so I guess this is going to be constant on my back feed over there. Um, another question on the audit is: so um, the machines have they been delivered yet, or are we still waiting on those? Uh, I re I read anything I know is from the press, and I thought I read that they were being delivered today, but uh, but uh, and I again like I don't want them to be able to say that I'm some dark mastermind pulling strings here. So I've got nothing. I'm divorced from it. Whatever I know about the mechanics are just what you're going to read in the press. Perfect. Uh, so I, I stay, keep a distance. There will be no leaking from me about anything ongoing. Perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, okay. I'm so confident what, they're going to find 300 to 800,000 votes out of whack here, by the way, 300 to 800,000 votes is, wow. If we can really do an audit, you know, and what they're—I don't know what they're going to do about ballots they burned and things like that—but they're, uh, you're going to have this. It's going to shock America. <clears throat> There's a reason the Democrats are losing their toupees over uh, trying to get this sh shut down. How do they even justify that? Isn't that kind of funny? Who argues against having a transparent audit open to the public? You know. Well, why would you if you have nothing to hide? I mean, do, you do know the Dominion sent me letters, right? Do you know what they asked me to do, Patrick? What? They wanted me to remove my article from 2019 that didn't even mention them, where I had talked about the decryption encryption software that is instructive. You know, the 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 trapdoor software. Right. And I, it doesn't even mention Dominion. Why do you want me to take down that article? Well, be, thankful, be thankful that they did. There's going to be a class action lawsuit someday that takes these people to task. While we're on the subject, can we talk about Lindell's lawsuit from Monday or yeah. Tuesday? Wait, 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 wait. We're gonna long hiatus. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna leave this screen on. I'm just gonna play some music really quickly, so we can fill up our coffee cups, and we'll be right back. Okay, it's three minute break. One minute. Well, three minutes. I'll well, see you guys in just a bit. I'll be here. Okay. I must have dreamed a thousand dreams Been haunted by a million screams But I can hear the marching feet They're moving into the street Did you read the news today? Say the danger's gone away But I can see the fire still alive They're burning into the night There's too many men Too many people Making too many problems And not much love to go around Can't you see this is the light? Indeed, we are in the land of confusion, aren't we? We are in a time where lies are truths and truths are lies. It's just insane. 
it is completely insane, isn't it? So, um, we have uh, Patrick Byrne here who has dedicated, well, he sacrificed his corporate life to help the nation that he lives in, which is incredible. And what you're seeing on your screen right now, and for those of you listening on air, uh, we're at azaudit.org. And there you can see the audit live, uh, obviously, when um, there will be uh, where they're actually counting the ballots and doing things, there'll be cameras up closer. And he introduced us to his new project, the American, the America Project. Why did I say America? I should correct that. It's called the America Project. And through that, he will be funding activities um, such as this, audits and fighting for the people. And right before our short break, um, Patrick was talking about uh, Mike Lindell's lawsuit because I raised the, you know, concern that I was uh, kind of shocked that uh, I had uh, the lawyers for Dominion send me a letter that berated me, and then they demanded that I take down an article from, you know, over two years ago that didn't even mention them, but it did mention the mechanics of their software and um so they demanded that i take it off and so i want to hear everything there is to know about mike lindell's lawsuit please tell us patrick spill the tea well it's he's filed a lawsuit on monday that is a first amendment lawsuit that i think i heard dershowitz say it's the most important one in the century because here's a very interesting argument this is a this dominion is acting as the government. In other words, the government is the entity, the agent that holds elections and counts votes and things like that. Now they have subcontracted, and, and well, before we even get to that point, political speech or speech protected by the First Amendment, nothing enjoys a higher standard of protection and a higher bar than. Uh, Sorry, somebody just nobody enjoys it than political speech. That's the most important speech to protect of all speech. And of all political speech, what could be more important than protecting uh, you know, speech about elections? Well, so it just so happens that the government has subcontracted part of its function to this private corporation, but it has it has to be treated like the government for the purposes of this analysis. And it's as absurd as the government coming along. If you wrote something that criticized the government and uh, for how they conducted an election, if the government came by and said, hey, shut up, we're going to sue you, and you or you're going to shut up, uh, that'd be absurd. Well, Dominion is the government for the point of per point of view of this analysis. And so the kinds of law, even them doing things like that, there's going to be opportunity to create a class action lawsuit um, for everyone who's been threatened. I got, I think, a 21 page or a 19 page threatening letter. Uh, they've So uh, there, someday there's going to be a class action lawsuit uh, on for the good guys. And, you know, these are the kinds of things that you may see come out of the America Project, incidentally. There's lawsuits and investigations and all kinds of things that we've been funding that, that the public only gets to see sort of the fruits of. Uh, but uh, so th that's anyway, there, you may see a lawsuit along those lines come out. Mike Lindell's lawsuit comes out on First Amendment grounds and challenges what 
what Dominion is doing based on the fact that they are essentially have to be treated as the government and how absurd it would be for the government to try to shut down discourse about how they're conducting their elections. Well, you know, I would have to agree in a sense like that, because um, did you know that Dominion, when they actually hand over their um, their trapdoor software, it gets investigated by a third party in escrow? You know that, right? Yeah. And for some reason, all the states are not transparent with those escrow agreements. And how it works is, is that there's this other company that inspects the software for Dominion Enterprises, Dominion Election Machines, which falls under Dominion Enterprises, right? And mm -hmm. they then conduct an, a report and then they come back to the EAC and give their report on inspecting it. You know what's really funny? Wow. That the company that does this escrow for Dominion is actually a company that has an agreement with a subsidiary of Dominion Enterprises. So it's basically the same company. And what's even weirder is, is that there's this guy named Secourt, if I remember off the top of my head, because I wasn't even prepared to talk about this, but he worked for Siza, right? And he also worked for that company that does the initial escrow investigation that's under lock and seal because it's IP for Dominion. So that's really bizarre because in the state of Georgia, I haven't been able to get that escrow agreement. And here in the state of Ohio, where I've requested it, I got the runaround from the secretary of state, made me wait since October to get a response. And I finally got one and it was the most half-assed response you could ever imagine. So I'm crafting another one. That way I can have more to put to file a lawsuit when they skirt it again. Because they, when, when the taxpayer is paying for something, Thing. They should have every right to know, especially when it deals with elections, because that's a matter of national security, um, how the process is done. So I'm very proud that Mike Lindell takes it and showcases them as the government because they're being protected as if they are the government, too, by the media. So I think it'll be interesting. What is that? What's what? I don't know. I was hearing, is there motorcycles by you? Oh, there's a motorcycle in the next yard. I'm sorry. No, I mean, it's okay. I was like, are you, are you joining a gang that I don't know about? That's no, what I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was, but this is it. The 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 actual um, lawsuit that he's putting forward is correct because we saw all the corporate media jump, not only the corporate media, but the corporations jump behind them and say, anyone that's questioning this will not get our money. You know, that was, that should send chills down every American spine. The minute you hear corporations like Coca-Cola and uh, all these other companies saying, hey, if anyone contests the elections, you're not getting money. It's like, well, they shouldn't care about that, right? They should care about the integrity of the elections. No? I mean, that's how I think it. I, how how do you see Mike fighting this? Is he gonna? Is he asking um, for damages because they use that against him to cancel him? I mean, corporate media canceled him. Okay, now you muted yourself, so I don't hear motorcycles. You're still muted, Patrick. Okay, I mute. I moved to a different room in the house. I'm sorry. You're good. To You're good. Motorcycles fine. People hear cops and running around whenever I'm on air, so it's fine. <laughs> No, well, I moved to a different room of the house. Sorry. Um, 
how yeah they have cost him money now fortunately there's some good patriotic americans on the other side who've gone and given butt pillows they didn't need or maybe oh, who doesn't need another my pillow but they they went and bought pillows to support him so but certainly the he, there was damage caused by loss of business relationships oh they cost him they cost him a great you know in the hundreds of millions of dollars probably and you know he may have made up on it on the other side with some some good loyal americans patriotic americans did their shopping with them but th these guys went after his suppliers his banks everything so he, he has all kinds of lawsuits that uh or, or reasons he can bring lawsuits but there'll be and some of these well anyway the, the, this you know what's another important thing that, about this lawsuit that came out last week or this week, a few days ago, this this week, is it resets the narrative in one way. It reviews it's something like my book. In the sense of the first chapter of my book, I describe how I got involved in this and what I learned before election day. And what I learned before election day was there's probably not a proposition on which there was such consensus across the political spectrum as the proposition that these machines were shite and have to go everybody that you know and i i i pulled together uh, dozens of articles from everything from mother jones and cnn to fox and pbs and new york times and cnet and tech journals and such tech magazines about how everyone you know the hbo documentaries everyone by 2019 or 2020 was convinced these this election equipment had to go new york times wrote a story about i hacked an election so good the new russians everybody agreed as of last october that just six months ago that election massive election fraud was a, a, a lively possibility and a dramatic and, and required dramatic action now that very proposition has become a thought crime or they're trying to make it a thought crime uh so don't i'll 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 stop there now the ministry uh, of truth ministry yeah. of truth you know we're not supposed to um speak about things or see things or anything um so now, that, that, this this i'm sorry this lawsuit he filed also reviews all that evidence about this is not some this thing they're now calling the big lie i i've just learned that they have a term they're calling the big lie they're taking the old propaganda you know, that, that they're calling it a big lie that uh, election fraud is a big lie you only have to go back six months and there is a massive consensus across the political spectrum that how bad these machines were but now there have you heard this tory that they're now referring to this as the big lie Yes, yes, they they are calling it the big lie because that's all they do is lie. This is the Ministry of Truth on steroids. I mean, they were allowed to contest elections when Hillary Clinton didn't win, right? They were allowed to say these things, uh, but you know, when they don't get their way, but nobody else is allowed to. It's like Animal Farm, and more than likely, in 1984, it's like obey and shut up. I mean, I was saying at the beginning before you came on how in my Supreme Court case, I was told that even though the, 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 the court order was erroneous, I still had to obey it. Well, that tells you a lot, you know, just how incredible their power is to, 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 um, silence, uh, 
uh, truth. And what we need is blind justice. We need fairness and we need transparency. That's something that our nation lacks a lot of. There is absolutely no transparency. So this is what I wanted to have a convo with you on. I'm going to show you a video, Patrick, okay? And this is uh, from something in New York. I'm sure you've heard about it. But here is where um, it goes a little bit nuts. Do you know that 10 years ago, during the Obama administration, there was an agreement among all Congress and Senate that they were going to sell an island to fund the transfer of some laboratory, right? Did you hear about this? No. Okay. So have you heard of Plum Island in New York? Uh, no. Okay. So check this out. This is a, this is from motherboard. This is a short little clip that shows you what they do. Now I want you, while you watch this, I want you to just think, is it possible that anyone would think this would be a great idea to put in the middle of our food supply? Like, I don't know, maybe put it right next to cattle farms or something. Okay. So I want you Take a listen to this, and I want my audience to watch it. They already know about this, uh, the majority of them. But I believe that this is something that we need Americans to unite behind, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I want your opinion because I value your opinion, and uh, not a lot of people know, but Patrick Byrne is a genius when it comes to solutions, problems, and commentary on almost everything because you're so freaking smart. Um, so let me play this. Take a listen. Take a listen. Okay, here we go. Science fiction. If you take the word government and laboratory, automatically there's conspiracy theories and people wondering what we're doing. When you take that and you put it on an island where nobody's allowed to go to, the theories of it, conspiracies just kind of cycle up. You hear about Nazi scientists and alien technology and DNA modification and, and all of it is just absolutely false. The reason why we're here is to keep hamburgers from being $100 a piece. Plum Island, a small island off the eastern tip of Long Island, New York, a former coast artillery post, is now the U.S. bastion against foreign animal diseases. One thing we don't want people to understand is what we do here is trying to protect the nation's livestock, which protects the food supply and our economy. We do no classified work at Plum Island. All the work that we do, we publish all of our science. Everything is very out in the open. The laboratory was built out here about over 60 years ago. We wanted to make sure when we built the lab that we we're gonna have any live virus that it was not on the mainland and could not be spread. The laboratory was built out here on an island to keep it safe. We heard that, right? He said it, kept it to keep it safe. I'm a veterinarian. I became a veterinarian because I care about people, and I care about the public, and I care about the food supply. One of the biggest threats to that is a disease like foot and mouth disease that doesn't exist in this country and hasn't been here since 1929. America needs Plum Island because what we do is make sure that foreign animal diseases, diseases that don't exist in livestock in this country are controlled. So if you have a disease like foot and mouth disease, which the last outbreak in this country was 1929, what's an animal's infected? It's infected for three years. That means you have to kill it and you have to bury it. What you have to understand about agriculture is you go in and kill that herd, you've just killed out all the genetic improvements of 100 years. So bringing that back is going to be very difficult. 
It's estimated that we had an outbreak of foot and mouth disease in this country. The impact will be over $50 billion just in the first year. It takes us $180 billion to get our markets back and to get the economy back and the food supply back. And it could be catastrophic depending on how long it took it to get under control. Doing research on these pathogens is, of course, difficult to do, yet it's sort of exactly what we have to do. And these are places where we can learn about how pathogens will change in certain environments, so what opportunities we might be providing to pathogens in the world at large. You can kind of recreate that in these extremely secure labs to see how will pathogens change. That would give us a huge head start if we could pinpoint where are these pathogens changing in ways that would allow them to have pandemic causing potential. If we could figure that out, then we could potentially contain them before they start to spread. Plum Island is a very unique place. Many of the research that we're doing, indeed we are uh, perhaps number one in the world. Our vaccine, the one that we developed, was the first molecular vaccine was against one single, what we call a virus serotype. And South America right now is at the edge of eradicating food disease using vaccines against that particular strain. There is no one-size-fits-all vaccine for food disease. One of the main obstacles is actually Mother Nature itself. Similar to what we have in flu, where the virus is ever-changing, and new viruses coming up is not one virus, it's multiple viruses. They behave differently, they change, they don't stay the same for long. One vaccine to address all of those different viruses, it probably will not be possible. On a scale of one to 10 for safety, Plum Island lands at an 11. There has never been a case of a person coming down with foot and mouth disease here at Plum Island, mainly because it's not a zoonotic disease and non-infectious to humans. There are four biosafety levels. This lab that we're in right now is a biosafety level two. You're working with agents that are non-infectious to humans or animals or that have a vaccine or treatment if you do get exposed. There's some viruses that are in our hot list that we want to have vaccines for. And obviously those are viruses that are currently circulating in areas of high risk that could easily come to us. So if you noticed from the beginning of this clip, and this is by Motherland, so I'll drop the link in the chat. If you notice on this link, on, on this video, Homeland Security said that, that, that this is a level three, they have level two labs, and they have um, uh, up to level three. Now I just dropped the link there so you guys can watch the rest of it. Now, this this island, Patrick, just so you know, is off the coast of New York, and right. it was a bio level three, and they started discussing wanting to move it from the island. So everyone got together and said, well, we need a level four. We want to investigate even more deadlier, zonically transferred viruses. Now, there is... Um, there was debate. There were places that they were going to pick and um, how they were going to do it, and... So they all discussed how they're going to get it done. You know, how, where are we going to put this lab? It's on an island to keep it safe. Now, New Yorkers, Connecticut, people from Connecticut and Boston, they all got together. They're like, no, you are not making this a level four in Plum Island because there's a lot of people around here. And if anything right. lets loose, people are going to get sick. So listen to what the geniuses decided to do. They just decided to move that laboratory on a higher level, zonically transferred diseases, to freaking Kansas in the middle of our food. Oh, you're kidding me. Are you no, kidding I'm, me? No, lot, I'm, the ones, the guys doing the research on 
hoof and mouth disease. One of them. Yeah, the- it, it, yeah, and it's and it's now called the National Bio Agro Defense Facility. It hasn't opened yet. And what was shocking and how, you know, I knew that they had been discussing this before, but what was shocking that'll shock you is that the last omnibus bill that passed the Congress and Senate snuck in that, you know, they're not going to sell the island. The deal was we're selling the island to fund the transfer. Now the people are going to be paying for it. It's a 1.25 billion facility, um, making it a biosafety level four. Okay, this is from the website um, at Kansas State University. So they're investigating zonically transferred, you know, diseases and, you know, hand and foot disease, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they're calling it bio and agro defense. They're putting this in the middle of our food supply. Wow. And it's like, and and the thing is, let's pretend, Patrick, that this was a great idea ten years ago, right? I'd pretend. After what happened in Wuhan, why are we still doing this? Right. Well, actually, just the opposite. After Wuhan, you know, the argument always is that, of course, we don't want to do bioweapon research. But if we don't do it and the other side does, then we are, we're in trouble. We're stumped. I know. I agree. But can't we put it on an island? We have so many islands in other places. We're putting it in Tornado Alley. That city where they're putting it in has flooded before, right? Uh, It's like we're asking for a man to in the middle of Alaska. If you're going to really be doing research on stuff that virus that can wipe out the world. Let's do it in the middle of, you know, then, uh, look, how many islands do we have? Like Diego Garcia was defunct. Take Alcatraz or something, right? Revamp that. Do something, right? That's off the coast, not with within, you know, farm area and food area, because this is, you know, the next famine. I mean, we've got research stations up in Banner, Alaska, right? We've got territory in Antarctica where, you know, maybe because it's colder, the viruses or whatever won't move. We've got so many rock out. We could use Epstein's Island, right? Or Joe Biden submarine Island. I mean, there's so many places we could go to. Why are we putting it in our food supply? And and no one seems to be talking about it. And I'm, and it blows my mind that they snuck it into the bill just before President Trump left office. Isn't it funny? Isn't right. it funny? Well, there's a lot of. Well, uh, I'm sorry, you were about to ask something. No, I, I'm just saying, what are your thoughts? I like, I, I just want uh, your perspective. How does that even seem like a good idea? My perspective is remember in that show, Dilbert, uh, that, that comedy uh, cartoon, Dilbert, he's, he's got the pointy hair boss that, as his manager. Think of that. You, you know, the guy I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Yeah, that guy bursting through the door or explaining an idea and then waving his arms over his head and saying, what can possibly go wrong? When you hear these government people and these lefties talk, they, they propose, they have all kinds of plans. It just imagine that guy presenting some plan and saying, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly, you know, they don't, <laughs> they just have to think things through. Well, I think that, 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 that this is a good conversation to kind of like forget all this division that we have, right? I'm just saying, aside from all the battlefronts that we're all fighting, you're fighting the battle to make sure that we have transparent elections and that, that there's accountability because we have elections coming up in a few months again. And what's the point of having elections if they're all rigged? 
I'm just saying there's no point. I mean, but they're not going to be because we're going to get it fixed. We're going to be because we are going to be election. Uh, Mike Flynn has has taken the helm of an organization called America's Future, whose whole mission is going to be to be getting, you know, the 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 gang of the the three musketeers or the four musketeers or whoever many we were, depending on what you count. We've all kind of gone our separate ways, but we're and we're we've taken different corners of the fight. Mike Flynn has started America's Future, and he's focusing on getting Americans educated about in getting involved in their local election machinery and mechanics and processes and making sure there's no mischief there and how to stop mischief in your local. So anyway, we are, uh, so I think all my listeners would be on board with that. Uh, they've been doing it for months now, uh, sending letters and, uh, you know, emails and making phone calls. You know, we actually had someone file a Q quo warranto down in DC no. Uh, citing all the election fraud, everything. And do you know who was, what judge was put on it? It was Judge Amy Jackson Berman, right? The one oh, that really? Ron Stone had? Yeah. And she sealed the damn case mm. for no reason. And this person is going pro se, right? Sealed it completely. And wow. they put everything in there. Everything. What, Ber- what case had Amy Berman been on? I recognize the name. She was on Roger Stone's case with the fixed, oh. uh, you know, oh. uh, jury pool where they were like, oh, we didn't know that the foreman hated Trump and Roger Stone and tweeted about it. <laughs> so that means they lied when they said, oh, I don't know these people. Perjury, hello. The case should be bunk anyway. But Never mind, right? That's another, you know, perversion of justice that happened against poor Roger Stone. Like he had no fair trial, like whatsoever. Um, but yeah, she sealed that case. She completely sealed that case. So there's a lot of people uh, moving ahead. My, m- you know, my listeners and I, we've been ha- pan, you know, just hammering down all our state legislators, governors, and AGs. I mean, the state of Ohio, one day we sent a letter, you know, when Joe decided that China could take over our power grids, we sent a barrage of emails to everybody, even janitors that are on his staff saying, you better say something. And in three days, he sent Joe a a letter saying that's not going to happen in the state of Ohio. So if people actually started taking over their school boards, their city councils, this is what I've been saying for months and months. This is how we make change because the buck stops at the end, right? It's down to the local community. So you said it's America's future is what General Flynn is spearheading on this, right? That sounds incredible. That sounds really incredible. So now I want to ask you, so once, uh, so how are we going to celebrate this Maricopa audit? How are we going to... How, how are we going to celebrate? Until we're standing in the end zone. First of all, we got to get through today. The Democrats are trying to stop. And, you know, it's now their third swing at it where they're trying to stop uh, a transparent audit, which should tell you everything you need to know. It's kind of funny. I, I don't know what idiot. They're trying to stop the audit because they know it's crooked and what it's going to be. However, they can't say that. So they have to rationalize it. I'm not sure what their rationalization is. But it's just going to be it's just funny because it's it's getting so see-through that they can come up with some explanation as to why it's important to stop these machines and ballots from being looked at uh so we have that on the the horizon i'd uh have you planned an after party yet we should do an after party well we haven't planned the after party because we're taking a very neutral hands-off approach to this 
we're going to let the machinery of the auditors, we're going to let all these volunteers and everything do it. And then we're going to see what the results are. But I, yeah, I, I, I think, think it should be an afternoon because it's going to reveal a lot of things. I think all hell is going to break loose. I think the argument is going to be over. It's going to make it any responsible state is especially any of the ones we've been talking about are going to have to look at their own, look carefully at their own, uh, consider doing their own audits and such. And then there'll be fires and fires and by people's barns and such, but it will, it, it will end the debate. There's a reason these Democrats are going, these lefties are going berserk trying to stop just the, the transparency that they promised us for decades. Right. Well, you know, my counterpart, you've met my counterpart. Um, yeah. Well, we're still in those groups with Antifa and stuff. So um, we're watching what they're doing. So we will let everyone know if they're coming down there and what they're planning. Um, well, we, we, we have, what's, we can activate swarms of security, just like they can activate swarms of goons, but we don't want it to come to that. We're, we in, their, we're in their zoom calls. Okay. So we're watching everything. Um, you know, they've they've actually uh, in one place. You know, uh, I'll just say that they they were planning, but it seems like they're being deterred for some reason. So that'll be quite interesting to see. Uh, the people shouldn't be scared of thugs. There is police there. Uh, Arizona has great sheriffs, which is very important. And um, I believe that it's going to be awesome. Anything else you want to tell the audience um, before you hop off to your next call? Because I've held you here for, for like forever. And I thank I you so much for that. I you have such a great radio voice. I uh, thank you. Thanks to your listeners. Thanks for coming up with the donations on Fund the Audit. Thanks for check out the site, theamericaproject.com. The theamericaproject.com. Uh, You're uh where we're going to, you know, we're in it together and we're doing the fighting for you. And uh, so, so, but thanks for your support. It's, it was really touching. And Tori, that you chipped in 500 bucks like that. Thank you very much. Hey, that was like cigarettes. So um, we have to, we have to. And either way, did you know that my audience, without me knowing, right, had set up a GoFundMe and they got me a car? I got a Tesla, Patrick. I was just going to bring that up. I heard you had some kind of crash or something happened to your car. And you're really no, no, it was, it was, it was completely lifted. It was stolen. Then it was insurance wasn't paying out. It was just, it was just, let's just say it was okay. Whatever. I was renting a car, right? I, it, it was months ago. We're talking like September time, right? Where I come out, my car's gone, but it was September time. That was fine. I was in a rental all that time. I didn't expect it because I only bitched about it like once. Right. And I also bitched about how I'm constantly paying a thousand dollars a month for a car rental. But, um, it was, uh, it was pretty shocking because I got a test. Do you know how many times I've written to Elon? Hey, yo, want a tax write off? Send me one. I'll never be able to afford one. So that wow. was, um, Good for yeah. your, listeners. your listeners are smart. They're listening to the right gal. I know that you're a bit kooky, but boy, there's a, you, you seem to know what's going on. You seem to be very tuned in and uh, you were a great I, advisor to me through that fall. Well, you know, it's, it's, um, my listeners are, are 
our our friends. We're all supposed to be united. And and that's the one thing. We're supposed to all be united as one unit working together. And you know, for me, that was that was awesome because that relieved me stress, but it also made my dream come true. You know, Patrick, it was my birthday and I never got wow. I'm not kidding. I never had a birthday party. Um I had shared birthday parties because it's March 8th, so it's like all women's day. And I had never gotten like gifts. Like I would buy myself gifts. Okay. How sad. So it was like the first time. So it was kind of shocking. So because there was money left over and I've spent it like paying my lawyer for the Supreme court, you know, health stuff, insurance, I had some money. So I was like, that's okay. I'll drop it in this. I'm sure all of them contributed to it. That's what I wanted to say. That 500 wasn't just me. It was my cigarettes and their contributions. So um, on that note, I wanted to say um, thanks for being on. I can't wait. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a thing for Patrick's book. So oh. um, I'm going to be holding a poll because I want to play with that feature on Twitch um, and someone gets to win his book. And um, Patrick, anything else you want to tell him before you hop off? No. No, Tori, there's going to be a lot of action in the weeks ahead. We're just getting the counteroffensive is launching. The Mike Lindell lawsuit this week was the first uh, front opened up in it, but there'll be a lot of action in the weeks ahead. Well, thank you for coming on, Patrick. I can't wait to have you on again. Um, and maybe, you know, if I pop up over Arizona, if you're out there, I'll see you. If not, we'll cross paths anyway. I'm um, sure we will. Yeah. Much love. Um, God bless. And thank you for being on the Tory Sess show, Patrick. What an honor. I look forward mm -hmm. to the next show. Bye. -bye. Me too. Bye. So everyone, that was Patrick Byrne. Um, that was so much fun having him on. Um, we capped him for like almost two hours, shy four minutes. Um, he's pretty awesome. Um, and um, he's a patriot. He really does care about his nation a lot. And that's, and that's important for anyone, especially in these times. Um, so, uh, I'm really excited about this audit. The fact that they're fighting, it could just be optics, but it could be that they get caught. They can't control everything, right? Because in the end, God always wins and good always prevails. So, uh, that's what we always have to remember that good always prevails and um it shall shine through now you know we'll see how it works out we'll see we'll see we'll see uh on that note guys i want to wish you guys a fabulous weekend we will have movie night on sunday as usual there um i just want to tell you next week is holy week for me so uh that means um friday i'm waiting for well she might arrive saturday but um, so Sunday, um, there won't be a movie night because it's Easter Sunday. But Monday, I'll have a special show, even though my, my daughter and her fiance are visiting. I'll probably I'll be over at Millie's with my family. So uh, I'll be streaming from there. Uh, so um, I will see you. I just wanted to give you that super heads up. OK. So on that note, God bless everyone. And here is Take It to the Limit by Dianon. Dear future, I thought that I would type this letter.
always gotta take it to the limit remember who you are you created by god one and we got saved by his son born on a mission but he is not done shine so bright sound so right don't worry everything will be all right plenty of the food everybody eating five days of work then party on the weekend trust where we go one we got us we gonna be in front the rest is in the dust waiting they got bad blood from satan took it in the arm got mixed in with bacon mrc5 not for the beehive and we know the truth about hunters g5 so we just pray because they don't know better and we got a coach and she teach rosetta and we spit truth so it come with the cheddar none of that fake news this shit's better wrote it all down in the four page letter and give it to the world wear x-man sweater and tyg for the day i met her qig is the newfound treasure and i feel bad when the clowns upset her and new york times gotta treat us better to the limit limit bar to the top grassroots grow and you know it don't stop harvest time so we cash in the crops and we listen to the voice and we look to the take it to the limit limit bottom to the top uh, grassroots grow and you know it don't stop yeah harvest time so we cash in the crops and listen to the voice and we look to the rock part two gotta turn up the heat we deep got boots on the street they we we strong and unique they mad cause twitch on the street yeah we cool smooth jazz on the beat TGV gave them the leak. Drop bombs at the end of the week. Sit down, we can give them a seat. Yeah, no more social distance. For instance, everything normal, dressed up informal. Promise the asterisk, that's paranormal. And we got pies of bread like DiGiorno. OG said as much.